This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Polly, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, uh, hockey's back. Things haven't been perfect, but we're here, so I'm happy. Well, Polly, I'll tell you what is perfect, and that is the DraftKings app. Download it now and use promo code THPN to enter the free, that's free, $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. That is an incredible deal, folks. Download the app, get online, create an account now, use code THPN, and thank us later. Yeah. Uh, You know you're going to be watching the game anyway, so give you a chance to win something. And like Troll said, thank us later. Yeah, I mean, I personally think football is a dumb person sport, and we've, you know, Paul and I have have argued this ad nauseum, but uh, I still watch the goddamn game. So go ahead. You know, uh, honestly, this is not like a fake thing. If you sign up, use code THPN, you know, instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. Um, Use code THPN and and it's, you're just entered into this Super Bowl prediction challenge. So, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the bet is if it's a uh, if it's like a proxy or if it's like who's winning, but uh, what a deal! Yeah, log on and find out for yourself. Don't let the suspense you know get the best of you. Yeah, don't let it linger. Uh, do it now, and if you win, definitely throw us like one million. Like we told you about it. I think that you're. If not morally obligated, like 100% legally obligated to give us that. We're making that. That's just part of the thing. You've heard this from us. You have to give us a million dollars if you win. Right? Exactly. Yeah. All right, Caps fans. <laughs> We've got a, a incredible show, as always, for you this week. Um, lots of... Uh, Going to go over some some brief league news, some big trades going on around the uh, around the league, but uh, finally breaking down some games. Hopefully, it goes a little bit smoother than last week. We're back on the horse, and we should be having a guest, a very special and important guest, be joining us for uh, for the uh, the Washington wraparound. Maybe break down a little bit of who we've seen from Hershey up to this point. And who we may see in the future, and then maybe a little bit of an AHL update. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. Let's get into it. Absolutely. Pop some tabs? Yeah. One, two, three. All right, so robot pucks, dude. They were taken offline because I guess they. Uh, the official uh, report I heard was that they were becoming like cognizant of their existence and like I don't know trying to overthrow humanity by <laughs> by talking to their like drone friends to kill all of humans no not yeah. just kidding but uh, 
I guess there was something with how the finishing, quote unquote, finishing treatments were on the pucks. So they had to like remedy this. Did you hear about this? I saw that there was an issue. I didn't read it. I, I maybe I made this up in my brain. I thought it had something to do with the weight. Really? But that seems ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. But I I could be completely wrong, so don't take my word for it. But I did see that there was some kind of issue, so they put it on hold. Yeah, and I guess it has quality of the puck. You know, the NHL uses only the highest, the chef's kiss. A vulcanized rubber. A vulcanized rubber, dude. Um, What was it? Slovakia? I think there's like two countries in the entire world that are like the main exporter of hockey pucks. Um, I think Slovakia and Canada are what I see on most pucks. Yeah. So they have a, they got the market cornered on the vulcanized rubber. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to hang your hat on something, might as well be hockey pucks. Yeah. A lot of them get used. People lose them so often. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So. But I, I heard them talking during the game today that they have chips in their shoulders in their in their jerseys. So they are still using uh they're they're tracking speed and and such. So Is is that where it is in the shoulder? That yeah, they uh said it on the NBC Sports Washington po- or broadcast that it it's probably like under the logo or something where it's a little thicker. Do you think it's built into the jersey? No, they probably stitch like they probably have like a tiny little pocket or something that they can slip it in. Man technology and that that's supposed to uh it tells how fast you're skating like when you're on the ice yeah location i yeah i think they'll be able to get some advanced stats out of it probably a more accurate time on ice but i mean that's just going to come down to like nanoseconds right like i mean how how wrong can you be watching somebody step off the ice true yeah but i mean it just eliminates any human error Right. <clears throat> or yeah. supposed, wait, I don't know. Again, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's awesome. Like, I love how that they're doing that, and I wonder how available that data is going to be for uh, the common folk. I've seen, you know, other than what they've shown on TV, which is like, he skated 26 miles an hour. It's like, nobody gives a fuck, dude. Like, that's sick, don't get me wrong, but, like, nobody really fucking cares as far as um, uh, the actual data in the game. <clears throat> and, you know, we actually had Jay Fresh on last season uh, to talk about this a little bit. <clears throat> so if you want to go back to season one, I have no idea what, what it was, but it says Jay Fresh in the in the title, Caps fan. So. I think yeah. it was pre-COVID. I think it was too, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was still hockey going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, he came on and talked about how great the Penguins were. and Yeah, it was real great. Yeah. Just kind nah, of... it, was, it was a good interview. It was, it was. Dude's real smart, knows what he's doing. Uh, good talker. Yeah. So if you're interested in advanced analytics, go back and check that out. Uh, speaking of pre-COVID, uh, living in the COVID world, the uh, what you got there? Co- the, what? Go ahead. What's on there? Oh, uh, the three canes tested positive. Yeah. So are they all? <clears throat> Are those the only three who are going to miss time? Um, I don't know. It 
triggered a pause of the game for between the Canes and the Preds. I'm sorry. Did I put that note in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bad. So I do know that uh, there's been a couple games that have been pushed back. Uh, I mean, and and some of them are going, but right now, like, I can't keep up with it all. It's I do know that the some of the Hurricanes tested positive, which triggered a pause to that, like, one game. Uh, I think that they're probably on the schedule. I mean, if it's a four-game, like – it's like a certain amount of time. So it's like two weeks, I think it is, which is generally like four or five games. So yeah, who knows? And if you look at the schedule, like if you look at fantasy right now, it tells you like all these players are PPD. So like uh, Skeggy, who I have, is like postponed. So like the 19th, the 21st, and the 23rd, all postponed. Uh so for Carolina, it's basically a shit show. I mean, they're they're lo- they're losing time here, um, and I don't think they can practice. So it's really no like advantage. It's actually just shitty, right? For for these people. Yeah, and um, then they can't congregate. So yeah, so they're just like in a room, probably binging Netflix and like doing push-ups. Uh, it remind. Have you ever seen Apocalypse Now? No. What? Fuck, dude! Like. Every time I think that you're, like, getting to a point where you've seen some movies, hmm. you know, like, you recently just saw Waterworld, that's great. Every fucking time I we come across another movie and you don't know it, and it just triggers me and makes me think that you're just uncultured swine. Anyways, if anybody out there is listening, in Apocalypse Now, when <clears throat> um, Martin Sheen's in the fucking hotel room... And he's, like, going crazy because he's, like, you know, I don't know, not shooting people. He He's just, like, in this hotel room, like, watching the fan go and, like, smoking cigs and, like, drinking whiskey and, like, punching punching his, like, duffel bag. That's what I feel like uh, these guys in quarantine are. It's probably really a lot more dramatic in, in reality. Yeah. Yeah. Like- I think that's – yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm over-dramatizing it there. I mean – we're talking about a guy who's like in Vietnam versus professional hockey players who are just like, I can't play. Yeah. Probably a lot of FaceTime with the wife and family or maybe reading. I don't know. I wouldn't be reading. Yeah. And I mean like, you know, they, I'm sure they have a computer, Netflix, uh, video games. Be a good time to watch a film. On your no, opponents. Nobody's watching film, Paul. No. Nobody's no. watching film. Nobody's doing that. No. Yeah. <laughs> they might be. I don't know. Um, but moving on. Big blockbuster trade. So, line A from Winnipeg to Columbus for Pierre-Luc Dubois and a third. Roslovic also goes with line A from Winnie. So, like, is Winnipeg in full blow-up mode? And, like, at first I was like, man, they're just trying to blow it up. But, honestly, you look at the guys that they have, like Shifley, Ehlers, Connor, those guys are somewhat outperforming Line A the past couple seasons. Yeah. And uh, the team needs, Winnipeg needs a playmaker, who I think that they are trying to get, a playmaking center specifically, who I think that they're going to try to get here with Pierre-Luc. And um, the Columbus Blue Jackets just need anybody can, who can finish. Yeah, and I think um, they're both high-end talent 
with high expectations that are have terrible attitudes and are of no use to their team anymore. Like I, yeah. I think these are guys who need a change of scenery. Sure. And they were acquired, you know, they're two and three from I think the 2016 draft. Yeah. So like it's not you can't just let these guys go. You know, they're they're too valuable. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, um <clears throat> uh I so if line A and I'm not sure if anybody's signed yet, uh so if they have are bad. Uh but twenty six percent of line A's salary this year is retained by Winnipeg, so Roslovic's the only addition to the cap for Columbus. Uh Pierre Luc Dubois on a uh, two-year deal right now. So he's got this year and next year guaranteed to uh, Winnipeg. But Line A is a free agent at the end of this season. So if Line A doesn't sign, it's, this deal probably looks a lot worse for Columbus um, because, you know, they gave up an asset that they had locked in at a certain price point. Yeah. Uh, but... I. The more I read about it, the more I think about it, the more even I think that it kind of goes. And I think that, to your point, that they each team filled a need. You know what I mean? They and each needed different things, and they really each needed to get this fucking player out of their hair, yeah, <laughs> honestly. They they each basically offloaded um, uh, a burden. Right, a cancer to the team, Yeah, honestly. I mean, Pierre-Luc Dubois, all this drama with him and Tortorella... Like, the way, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely something both teams needed. They needed to get rid of these guys. Yeah, and we'll, we were at a beer league the other day, or last night, and uh, it was already saying, like, somebody said that there was a tweet out there that said, like, it's funny that these guys are leaving for, like, the opposite country's version of the city that they're leaving. So, like, Winnipeg is, like, the Columbus of, of uh, Canada and... Columbus is the Winnipeg of of the United States though. I don't know, man. I'd have to I like I'm not a huge fan of Columbus, but I I've been there several times. I feel like um I, f- I feel like Columbus is probably a little bit better than Winnipeg. Yeah, and I think Columbus is a pretty cool town actually. I I uh yeah, it's not Miami. It's not Dallas or LA. Sure. But um I think it's it's a pretty cool town. And unless you really enjoy, I mean, I've never been to Winnipeg, but I know it gets cold up there. So there's one big advantage. Right. Like, like cold enough that if you're literally outside for too long, you may die. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, I mean, I feel like in Columbus it gets cold, but you'll probably be okay if you have to spend a night outside. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not dropping below zero Fahrenheit unless we get a crazy storm. Right, right. Um, so, not much to say. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this stuff shakes out, right? And, like, what that third uh, – a third-round pick had to go from Columbus to uh, Winnipeg in exchange for Roslovic. So, here's the thing, though. You are trading NHL talent that you know is effective, but you're also um, just – like, uh, it's a trade, but then the third round pick is probably not going to be great. 
who knows the value of this Roslovic guy? So, like, if Roslovic becomes a bust and then the trade, the third round pick, you know, becomes awesome, you know, that'll that'll tip the scales a little bit. But uh, <clears throat> definitely interesting to see what happens with these two players because I've been really fond of Line A before. You know, supposed to be the quote unquote Ovechkin of his generation, which is dumb as shit. People continually try to compare players to Ovechkin, and it's just it's a fool's game. You will never. This isn't a generational player anymore, Ovechkin. Ovechkin is a like a, you know, once every hundred year player. It seems like the last player like Ovechkin was Gordie Howe. As close as I can get, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. I think you know his size and style made it easy to make that comparison. Right. Who Line A? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And. That, again, you know, line A could score 50 goals in the right situation. Right. Uh, though I do think it makes Columbus a little bit weaker down the middle. I don't know. I mean, it. both of these teams are outside looking in, I feel like, uh, this season. So they're going through like a bit of a retooling. And this is legitimately, this is like the definition of a retooling move, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody's in blow it up mode. I just think that they're given this last shot, this like last thing a shot. And if it doesn't fucking work, then maybe they'll blow it up. Yeah. The the chip the die has been cast. Yeah, I mean uh we've thought Columbus was ready to pack it in a long time ago and they're still crawling to stay relevant, so maybe this will put them over some kind of edge they need to get. Yeah, absolutely. But moving on, we've got some suspensions. Um I think the Caps have gotten pretty lucky on a couple of these suspension calls. How about you? Yeah. Um, I thought that the Oshie hit that basically cost the second Pittsburgh game, I thought that was it was borderline, and he didn't need to do it. Whether whether it was illegal or not, he should have not thrown that hit. Yeah, and Pedersen's out day-to-day too, so. Yeah. Um, you know. I don't know, I guess, let me play the smallest violin. But uh, anyway, suspensions. Philadelphia's Nicholas Abe Kubel has been fined four grand, $4,600, maximum allowable under the CBA for roughing Dolan. Uh, no, he didn't actually, did, did he actually get suspended though? No, no. So just I just put this under suspensions because it's yeah. the same category. But um, yeah, I think it's weird that people get fined when they've also been giving a penalty, I feel like fining should be the substitute for the ref missing the call on the ice. But, you know, I mean, maybe this isn't a way to deter them because... But is it 5Gs? Well, it depends on where they are on the team. To but a dude mid- who the... makes a million? Right. 5Gs, that's a, that's a big chunk. Of a million dollars, Polly. Yeah, after taxes, and he's already paying for probably an overpriced apartment in a in a big city. <laughs> I mean, five grand—that's probably close to a paycheck. Not a paycheck, but it's a it's a what, large a, a daily paycheck, a large sum of a paycheck. Polly, so I was actually just watching a TikTok that said uh, people don't understand like the the magnitude of numbers. And this is an exact case. So let me just tell you the percentage of $1 million <laughs> that $5,000 is. And that is 
0.5%, a half a percent. 0.5% poly. That says 0. 0.005. Yeah, but that's, uh, I mean, you got to do the whole. Yeah. We're doing, don't fucking question my math, bitch. <laughs> okay, um. <laughs> but still, you do a couple of those, they add up, you know? Okay, Polly. Yes, you're right. You're right. Okay. Look, it's a lot of money for us poor people. Yes, but I and but five grand even for somebody who's making league minimum is is not. I would be willing to pay it. Well, and you know, I was gonna say maybe it's they do it because you know to as they would say in Mighty Ducks, two minutes well worth it. You know, like. <laughs> Five so, grand, well worth it. So they do the, the fine on top of the already called penalty to make them think about it in the future. Yeah, absolutely, it's that's that's what I think that most people uh, refer to as a slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. So definitely a slap on the wrist, and it looks like that's all we have. Really, we have a uh, the the five grand from uh, Abe Kubel, Minnesota's Greg Pattern, um, fine five G's, and. What did he do? Cross-checking uh, Sonny Milano from Anaheim. And uh, then we've got Vancouver's Elias Patterson. Been fined $3,900. Why do you keep saying it's the maximum allowable? It's like 5 Gs. Anyways, uh, under the CBA for slashing Monaghan. That's what the tweet said really? from NHL player safety. It's interesting that they're saying like five different things. for. I think uh, for each offense... It's, and it might have something to do with, like, a person's station in the league of what... Ah. Yeah, Polly. Yeah. Sometimes I think you're just full of shit and you you save it there at the end. Yeah. Nice job. Let's check out his comments. Oh, we have comments. Fuck. <clears throat> ah! Oh, the, I gotta just say. Okay, Pavel Bure. All right, maybe. We've got so many. All right. Berlansky is giving me a dollar, and I'm not sure what that reference was for. What was it? Uh, um, that was probably the beginning of the show. Okay, right. My man Tank giving me a, a shout-out for my belly. You know what? I'm going to do it. Uh, I saw a TikTok today, and I've been doing it all day, so in honor of you, Tank, I will do this. It's like a big bowl of jelly. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> uh, all right, so um, so for you who just listen and aren't streaming, or I just pulled up my shirt and shook my fat gut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you shook the fucking house along with it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah there you go. Pavel Bury from Rustolium Twenty Two. All right, I'll, I'll give. Say I'll give line you that. A is like Pavel Bury. Yeah, or Ovi, maybe. I, I don't know. We've been we've not been on the on the comments very well. Uh, anyways, Mike Bossy better than Alexander Ovechkin. Oh TJ, my God! Come get on, the TJ. fuck out of here! Dude. You're letting get Grumpy f- uh, influence you way too much. <laughs> Come on. Mm. I mean. I would say same style, but I don't even remember, like, I was, I don't think I was even alive when Mike Bossy, like, I don't... No, I think it was 70s, early 80s. Yeah, like, I don't think that you can compare a player past the 90s to now. Like, before the 90s. Well, I mean, you just said Gordy Howe. Well, I mean, I mean, generational talent in the sense that, uh, how he stood out against others. Like... 
Gordie Howe is like heads and shoulders above everybody else during yeah. his time. And and all that, and like physicality, scoring, and everything else, right? Yeah. I mean, he's Mr. Hockey. Right. Exactly. So, that being said. We appreciate you guys chiming in. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the love. <clears throat> um, we do have a commercial, and yeah. it is for the Skates and Plates podcast, our new Jets podcast. So hockey and food, can you know, beat dude. that? Yeah, we got to get on this one. I think we got to get on this one for real. Like, I think we should just beg for a spot. Speaking of hockey and food, we just posted on Instagram and TikTok a video of us housing cupcakes <laughs> in one bite in response to Corey. From the Corey and Richie show. Yeah, Sporty with ho- Corey and Richie, yeah. yeah. On the Hockey Podcast Network, they're the, the Coyotes. So check out our social. <laughs> and uh, Troll followed it up with some fireworks. Yeah, it's, it's good, you know. Um, not to be fucked with. Don't challenge us on food shit. Uh, all right, <clears throat> skates and plates, check them out. Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, Jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Good stuff, good stuff. <clears throat> All right, Caps fans, we're dying to talk a little bit about the Caps uh, and subsequently a little bit about of our, our, our affiliate, <clears throat> AHL affiliate, the Hershey Bears. So here's a Washington wraparound here for you. Polly, real quick, before we bring uh, our guest in, just a couple things we got to hit on. Carl Alsner, what'd you think? On the pregame show, looking dapper. Um, you think he'd come talk to us on Caps Chirp? First of all, I would love that. <laughs> Second of all, um, which game was that? I did not see him on the pregame. Yeah, I think it was uh, the Penguins game. Okay, yeah. I dev- Well... Okay, so I got blacked out. Right. Um, and not it, drunk. It was out, just blacked out. Yeah, like yeah. TV rights. So I did not see Carl Alsner. Hopefully okay. he's on again. That would be great. And I love seeing – you know, that's Carl, Ars, Carl Alsner is like the glory days of Caps for me because that's when I was like getting into – like that was like towards the beginning of my time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and for he was an Iron Man defenseman, like played like eight hundred, like a million games. It seemed like dude was never hurt. And then like the one time, like towards the end of his career, he he got hurt, blew a groin, and it was like the career ending groin injury for a defenseman. It really sucked because he was before John Carlson, he was the guy. Yeah, like he's. I feel like Carl Olsner was kind of like the guy that mentored Carl, Carl uh, John Carlson into into the role that he is now. Um, I mean. Alzner was just like a solid at-home defenseman who could could move the puck. I mean, I loved him. Carlson uh, could use some of uh, that defense. Yeah, probably. Jesus. Uh, another thing, Larry King, man, 
uh, legend passes away on the 23rd of January after being hospitalized with COVID. He's had some health issues. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, noted Caps fan. Actually, in today's broadcast on Sunday, he was talking about, or Joe B was talking about how uh, Larry King started doing sports in the D.C. area and covering the Caps, like on intermission reports and stuff. Yeah, back in the I, day. I I caught that too. That was that was a cool little nugget of information. Yeah. So uh you know what? I mean Larry King class act uh legendary interview for sure. Uh mm-hmm. you know, he was Howard Stern before Howard Stern. <laughs> I guess so. Uh but anyways, you know, rest in peace Larry King. Uh, it's it's peace. kind of a tough loss for sure. Um and it's kind of weird, you know, we're just getting older. Everybody's dying, you know. Yeah. All right. I guess that's how it goes, huh? <laughs> yeah, let's not dwell on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> folks, awesome guest coming up. Uh, right now, we're going to add him to the stream. And I've, so we've never done this, so bear with us. But uh, Richard Blosser, who is here with us, uh, he is, he's is he got a podcast, a uh, Grit and Barrett podcast, and he covers the Hershey Bears, our AHL affiliate. Richard, dude, what is going on, man? Hello, gentlemen. Can you hear me? We, I can. We can. It's, yeah. And you you are All looking right. very good, too. Loving the jersey. Thank you. And hello, my friends. Smiles. <laughs> Hockey is back. It is a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. We have glorious hockey back. All is well in the world. The world is healing. I know you were uh, you were very um, you were very worried that the AHL was not going to come back, but I, I assured you. I said, "Look, my nuts are on the line here. The AHL is coming back. I assure you of that." And uh, hey, lo and behold, we're gonna have Hershey Bear hockey here uh, in Chocolate Town, and the NHL is up and running. So, tell us about it, man. Yeah. Well. Uh... Uh, About a week ago, uh, the AHL, actually two weeks ago, the AHL revealed their uh, return-to-play structure and had a framework for the season in place. They gave an opt-out option to all 31 of the AHL clubs, uh, and 28 out of the 31 uh, said that they would play. Uh, the, the, uh, The divisions were announced last week, and just this past week, schedules, training camps, and a little bit of uh, some AHL preseason has started up this weekend. So the the AHL engine is slowly warming up, humming, getting ready to go. And just I'm really, really excited to be able to talk about AHL hockey almost 10 months since we dropped yeah. the puck down here. So what do they think? Um, have they made a decision on attendance from fans? Um, it's more up to, to locally, um, as in like, you know, what, what the, uh, localities and state governments are going to uh, decide. Hershey will have a very limited amount. Um, Lehigh, uh, Allentown will not have anybody. And as far as I know, Wilkes-Barre will not have any either. There have been several AHL teams that are moving in with their NHL counterparts. The Binghamton Devils are moving into Newark. Um, there is reports of the Stockton Heat moving up north to Calgary because the Nor- Northern California government just isn't playing along. And um, just there's been a lot of rearranging, but it looks like the league will get up and running. The teams will play depending on how 
all the teams worked out somewhere between 32 and 48 games. The Bears themselves will be playing 36. Very division heavy, only a couple of teams, and very, very condensed schedule like the NHL. That's awesome, man. I mean, uh, are you looking forward to – now, I, I'm not really familiar with the AHL. I mean, I know ECHL a little bit, but uh, are you looking forward to seeing your rivals in Hershey like play you know, several times a year, even more so than normal? Well, we we see the Phantoms and the Penguins 12 times a year anyway, so this oh, wow. is just more or less par for the course. Um, gotcha. we, we Yeah, we will the, – the Binghamton Devils is a bit of an adjustment, but Hershey and Binghamton have, have beef with each other because Binghamton's had a lot of affiliates. Ottawa, the Rangers, the Whalers, and them and Hershey have always crossed paths over the years. So there's a lot of familiarity – between these four teams and that's who that all Hershey's really going to be playing. But, you know, as in, in my opinion, we have hockey back and I'm not, I'm not going to complain what's on my plate. I don't care that it's asparagus and plant paste chicken tenders <laughs> and some, and some pin interest ketchup recipe that mom got off a of pin interest. I'm going <laughs> to eat what's on my plate and enjoy it. Yeah. It's there better than an empty plate. <clears throat> exactly. At least we're all eating. Mm-hmm. At least we're all exactly. Eating. I, I love to hear exactly. it, man. Um, and so, let, can we get into a little bit of the boys that, that the Hershey Bears have sent up and who have been doing a stellar job? You know, we're gonna we're gonna blow the lead here a little bit because I gotta say, man, and you you've been tweeting us, telling us about how good Vanacek is, and he is. I think he's the real deal. Uh, I think that he's gonna give Samsonov a strong competition for starter not only this year but next year as well yeah now now you're seeing what caps fans are seeing what we've seen in hershey the past couple years a solid goaltender that just sat around and waited for his time i mean sure it took a pandemic and the world falling in on itself but he got his shot and he has taken it ran with it and and to the Caps' credit, he's had a good team in front of him. He's been a great last line of defense as well. And I'm really proud of the kid that he's been able to go up to the NHL level and just continue the great play that we've seen in Hershey, especially that that great last-minute denial against Pittsburgh on Jake Gensel where he just threw the stick down and said, no, <laughs> no goal. Right. It, exactly. And uh, you know what? I think that this uh, today, Sunday's game – even though the Caps lost, uh, you know, I think that getting the the tying point is is Paulie likes to say was largely due to Vanacek's efforts. I mean, he got scored on uh, three times. I think all on the power play, two two for sure on the power play. Uh, yeah. So I can't fault a goalie for that. No, no, and I'm I'm glad to see he's getting getting good minutes. I mean, we knew that the goalies would be swapping in a back-to-back format, but it's good to see. All right. Love you. Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry that the, that the coach is going. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I'm going to go with the young guys. I'm not just going to stick with the same goalie all the time. Right. So it's good to see that, that, that the coach got his back and yes, I'm going to start this kid. I believe in him, And that's, I feel like the message that's being sent. Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt. Um, 
another guy who I think that had a, a good game tonight, who had a bit of a stretch, a sketchy start uh, f- from last game was uh, Pinho. He's yeah. speedy, yep. uh, not afraid to throw a little bit of the body, but I think he's a speedy, speedy kid who, uh, with a little bit more experience, has some promise. You know, I haven't seen him. He's not generating a lot of offense, I didn't think, but uh, he was getting in there deep and on the four check. Paulie, did you see? Did you see this kid? He had a bad gaff last last game where he like batted a puck down and then it like bounced too far in front of him and he couldn't corral it and they went down for a goal. But like, how can you fault a guy for that, right? Yeah, I mean, he's just you know sometimes you try so hard and shit still doesn't work out. You know, I mean the <clears throat> the efforts there and like you're saying I there's a lot of potential. I'm I'm excited to see where this kid can go. Yeah, and it you know, I'm sure so how does it how is it down there Richard in in Hershey because and we t- talked a little bit about this last time you were on the pod, but the Caps have had really an embarrassment of riches on talent. So being a forward and at Hershey is basically like either I'm going to need to absolutely light it up to even get a look or I'm going to be traded for something, right? So, you know, obviously the the performance incentive is there, but like playing with the big club all, kind of always seems like a, a, a far away possibility, right? Yeah, because, you know, once you go beyond the big, the big three, you still have a lot of um, – um, guys that still require time, Dow, Hathaway, and others. If you're if you're a forward, like you said, you, I hate to speak ill of this, but you're hoping maybe a guy gets an injury that takes him out for a couple weeks, and you get your chance. Right. And if maybe if, if you grind hard enough, maybe late in the season, they might give you a game here on there on a late season back to back. So yeah, it's if you're a forward and hurt and Hershey, yeah, it's. It's put your nose to the grindstone and pray to the hockey gods you get a chance because either your ELC is going to run out and the team might throw you a bone and give you an extension, or they might just say, hey, thank you for the three years. It didn't work out, and we wish you the best of luck. And I've seen that a lot of times over the past couple years. However, I've seen a lot of good talent come back in. You know, guys like uh, Cody Clark, Shane Gersich, Garrett Pilon, Joe Snively was found. Riley Sutter coming in, Connor McMichael. He just got he went straight up and debuted today. Right. But um, the in years past, the forward depth hasn't been there. But it's good to see the past two years that that you're starting to see forward depth be a thing in Hershey when it wasn't before. No, absolutely, man. And uh, you know, I mean, right now the centerman Pinho is is kind of or Pino is like the the big guy, and then. Uh, I think Daniel Carr, he's on the taxi squad, correct? Yep. Correct. Correct. And uh, who is there anybody else that I'm missing that is a Hershey guy that's come up and, and is staying with the big club? He's a bit of a mix, but Fiviari, I believe Fiviari is on the taxi squad. Yeah. And the I think I think he's literally the next D guy up when needed. We, you're going to see him in, in in red very, very soon, I believe. Interesting, interesting. Cool. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, Paulie, we talked about him a little bit. He was um, knocking on the door uh, 
the beginning of this season and and last season, all throughout last season. I think he got a couple games in yeah. last season. He's definitely had experience uh, at the the top level. Yeah, um, and I just and I liked his game. He's a great skater, big kid, uh, not afraid to throw the body a little bit, which is you know oh, that's no. the no. that's the Caps archetype, right? Um, right. And what I like about Feviari, and he showed this as well. He's he's got great hockey IQ. He knows when to step up on the play, and he knows when when to get back. You see, just too many defensemen that love to jump up and plays and be like, "Hey, I'll I'll create a four on two. and it's like, "No, you idiot, get back!" <laughs> and he seems to have that sense that he knows when to step up, but knows when to lay to uh, lay back as well. Absolutely awesome, man. Well, look, Richard. Tell us like what's in store for her. She's like if, uh, to wrap it up. You know, let us know what's in store and uh, and what your predictions are for the Bears this uh, this coming season. And then plug the podcast, man. Your own podcast. So let's hear. All it. right. Well, um, well, the Bears start with preseason action. Actually, this Saturday. Actually, no, this Friday. My mistake. They will be going to Newark in preseason against the Binghamton Devils. And then they will come back for some preseason action that Sunday against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And then the process will repeat itself as the Bears season begins on Friday, February 5th against the Binghamton Devils in Newark. And then that Saturday, the 6th, they will be taking on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at the home opener. And um, there'll be limited amount of fans, but I will just be very excited to have hockey back as well. Um, the Bears just this past Saturday did their teddy bear toss, a drive-through teddy bear toss, collected awesome. 31,000 teddy bears for the community. Great to do even in these troubled times as well. And um, if you're interested in listening to Bears hockey, download the app, and you and streaming is free on there for anybody who wants to take a listen. Um, games will be spread out all over the week. They'll be there seven o'clock, five o'clock, four o'clock, three o'clock, one o'clock starts everywhere so um and lastly um two last things before i go my podcast the grit and barrett podcast new episode will drop tomorrow a very high energy episode it is unfiltered unorganized hockey talk from this hack as we will be discussing the hershey bears stuff up in dc and the mailbag this week as well and uh, and Polly, you're a college hockey guy, correct? Yeah, yeah. Got some to show you, man. I think you'll appreciate this. There you go. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you just pick that up, or have you had it? I've had that. He is a player that I collect. I have both of his Boston College sweaters, and they are. Mwah. Glorious. <laughs> I just picked up um, a little bit of a throwback for Notre Dame. It's uh, uh, a jersey from when they were in the CCHA, which was kind mm-hmm. of, uh, yeah, you know, the pre-Big Ten days. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, just kind of the, the classic blue blue and gold. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love it. You, college hockey, yeah. it's, a, it's a special world. It it truly it, it truly is. I got to see uh, Penn State up at Pagulia about a year and a half ago. So great place, guys. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, thank you for the support. You guys have the this week shout out on the podcast as well. Oh, Stay yeah. positive. <laughs> Test negative. 
See you next time. Hey, Richard, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. Good luck with everything. You know, stay up. Stay up, my dude, and and enjoy the enjoy the hockey. We'll definitely have to have you on again for like a mid season uh, check in on how the how the Bears are doing. All right, man. Indeed, we'll we'll see you at Easter. All right, man. All Take right. care. Yeah, man. Awesome. What a beauty. That was a good interview. It went very well. Absolutely. Uh, just popping mid live stream. Yeah, that yeah. Went... Like first, this is amazing. This uh, Streamyard. Shout out Streamyard. Thanks for letting us do that. Uh, and shout out uh, Richard Blosser again, the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely check it out. If you're into AHL hockey, I mean, uh, you can tell by Richard's energy there that he's a passionate fan. I don't think that you could uh, really detract from that or, or you know. Yeah. 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 He's got a lot more jam than we do. Yo, he tags us in so much. Like, <laughs> there's no way for us to miss a story. I know. Because <laughs> he, keep, he, he keeps us informed for sure. Absolutely. Um, so it was, it was good to have him on. I'm glad he joined, and um, I'm hoping. Uh, well, I I get I probably should have asked him this, but you know they're pretty much going to have like a a pretty solid roster because there's not going to be a whole lot of back and forth between the A and the N. Uh, yeah, and and well, and it all depends, right? Because you know, and the last time we spoke is that it's been tough for the bears in the past few years where at one point they were winning a lot of championships. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they they had a championship always in the finals championships. Uh, you know, Jay Beagle won with them. Uh, John Carlson, Holtby, they all won. They all won a called our cup with the, um, with the Hershey bears. And then they came to DC and then won a, won a fucking Stanley cup. So like, it's an interesting to see the lag between that, and I'd say it's about five or six years of you know having those championship teams and then coming into uh, DC to the big club. So, to the Caps organization's credit, uh, quality run program, winning championships at all level, at all levels, and then kicking those guys up and performing at the top level. Right? I mean, that's exactly how it's drawn up to to work. Yeah, I mean the the Stingrays have at least one, maybe two Kelly Cups. Uh, the year the Nailers went to the Kelly Cup, they had to beat the Stingrays in the conference finals. Um, I think actually, um, the youngest Stall brother was on the team that year. Got to see him play in Wheeling. Oh yeah, um, the one that never made it. He, he played a couple games. <laughs> he he was more of like a career. AHL or yeah, they yeah. dropped him down for the playoffs. But, you know, Hershey in Washington have one of the most unique setups because most organizations kind of force their affiliates to be like a carbon copy. Like yeah, even like in unis and stuff and yeah, branding. Like some, uh, some of these organizations, like Pittsburgh, they're the same damn team name. Yeah, how how fucking stupid and unoriginal. I mean, the only reason that they had to do that is because their fan base is so fucking dumb. Literally the okay. dumbest. Before the you dumbest. get into that, I think the Stars <laughs> do that as well. No, um, no, 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 no. Pittsburgh, literally the dumbest okay. fan base that's ever been you know, in all of sports. Pittsburgh Penguins fans, by far, dumbest. They had to let them be the same name because you know Penguins fans can't fathom any other uh, any other name other than penguins and steelers there's no yeah do you remember um guy we played beer league with once he worked for either Hershey or Washington and he was they gave, they decked him out 
in Hershey and Caps gear. What? Some dude subbed for us once. And he he was Yes. He oh, had Oh yeah. It was like he had it like it was the shells, the gloves. Yeah. And it was so crazy because his He wasn't bag, that good either. No. Was no, he wasn't. But his bag was filled with two entire collections of equipment in Jersey. Yeah. And it was chocolate and red, white, and blue. Like That's so sick. Um I mean that was I, recently. I think, this is like in the past couple years, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's great that the Caps allowed Hershey to hold on to their identity. Sure. Because, like, yeah. what the fuck? You can be the Hershey beer, Hershey Bears and be red, white, and blue? Like, right. that'd be weird. No, that'd be like going to, like, Wilkes-Barre and being like, we should be the Scranton Penguins, you know? I mean, zero creativity, zero brain power around that. Literally the dumbest people. Well, Shittiest organization. Fucking idiots. Speaking of penguins, let's talk about the first, or no, the second (laughs) loss of the season. Yeah, I'm getting my licks in right now because... You're uh, hurting. Well, well, first of all, we should talk about... Well, no, okay, we'll talk about the penguins game because this this happens right after. But uh, Tuesday, the 19th, 7 p.m., penguins 5-4 L in OT. Uh, Blew a 3-1 lead, I think. Yeah. Yeah, two two Wilson goals. I mean, bad penalties. Five on three shorthanded goal. Uh, DeSmith to Bluger as well. Like special teams were fucking terrible. Uh, total implosion in the second. One of the worst games, second periods. I think I've seen the Caps play ever. Um, you know, followed by a loser point turtle in the third. I mean, we just kind of turtled and tried to get that point. Uh, that's fine. Fuckboy Crosby. Uh, scores in OT. It's the worst way to lose. Seriously. Like, I saw that play develop. When Crosby didn't take the puck uh, on that front screen, I was like, he's going to score. Like, it's going to go to the point. That shot's going to be immediately on net, and Vanacek is going to fucking cough up a rebound. I mean, it was... I saw it happen before it, before it actually happened. And Quick personal pain story. Yeah. I uh, I went up to PPG to watch the Avalanche play the Penguins. Okay. One year, and uh, it went to overtime, and Crosby scored the game fucking winner. God damn it. And Fuck that guy. I can tell you, uh, it really hurt the other night, but it hurts a little bit more when <laughs> there's 20,000 people around you, and just, he scores just, the game. Uh, oh, my uh, God. Breathing I, out their fucking mouths all over you. I just fucking looked at beer my wife. farts, just letting it all loose. Fuck those people. I God looked damn. at my wife with just, like, pain in my eyes, and she just <laughs> gave me the most, like sympathetic smile for my pathetic ass. But, yeah, man. Out of all the dudes who could have scored the game winner, it was Crosby. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, to blow a 3-1 lead is, is fucking terrible, though, in the beginning. I don't... I. And the Penguins have had notoriously bad starts this season, so that's good. Uh, I still... They're, they're not a, pay, a playoff team. They will not make the playoffs. Mark my words. But... It they they you know they're always gonna just get that one over on the caps and it's just bullshit. I fucking hate it. Um, yeah, I mean it really does just kind of seem like a situation where they have the caps number. But not only that, the caps have done, have have shown an alarming trend of just, sh- I mean, shooting themselves in the foot. You gotta love watching the Washington Capitals if you're not a fan because no matter what happens, they always give their opposition a chance. Right. Unbelievable. Uh, Oshie hit on Pedersen from behind a little bit, but 
A little bli- blindside hit, and I wouldn't call it late. I just think it was blindsided. Uh, Pedersen clearly tripped him. Refs conveniently missed the call as per tradition, and uh, Oshi comes back and absolutely destroys Pedersen. Um, whiplash, like the hit looks terrible because Pedersen just like folds like a lawn chair and like whiplash his head to the back and just as soon as his head comes back, you can just see his like I don't know his fucking back break and he's like you just see him like Ugh, like <laughs> I just think at that point in the game that's a hit you don't take sure discipline wise that should not be happening and you know we're all we're human we're all human right. and maybe TJ's uh emotions were just a little and it's okay Timothy <laughs> Timothy okay. Timothy yeah. um but yeah it, I I think the the hit looked worse than it was. It definitely wasn't a major. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he, he needs to not do that, and then they don't get the power play goal. It also looks bad because Pedersen, the way that, the like, he died from it. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, he, he reacted, not intentionally, but, like, just the way he was, he, they, that he got folded up was rough. Um, well, you know, and I see the way guys act when they get hit by Washington Capitals. I think more guys in the NHL need to put some more fucking man size on themselves. Yeah, hit the damn gym, right. like eat a fucking hamburger. Put yourself up to the level of the strong badasses, so dudes don't get punished for just treating you like you're on their level. Right, right. Um, you know, I love the way Oshbabe plays, but probably could have at least chilled out on that. And then on the ensuing power play, they score. So it's like fucking bullshit. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, the only silver lining is points in the first four games. Yes. Uh, moving on. Friday, this 22nd, 7 p.m. versus the Sabres. That's a W. You know, yeah. after two bullshit losses getting two points out of a possible four going 502 games. We finish it up with a win against Buffalo, uh, missing the Russians. Yeah. So apparently at the end of the fucking Pittsburgh game, the Russians being Ovi Orlov, Kuzi and Sammy all congregated in one hotel room without masks. This is against COVID protocols. So Sammy ends up testing positive, thus cascading, down the lineup because he had to be truthful as to who he was hanging out with in the fucking hotel room. Yeah. Uh, gets, t- you know, tells everybody that Ovi Orlov and Kuzi had contact with him. All four of these players, these are four top six players, uh, or four top ten players on the team, uh, now need to sit out for a minimum of four games. They've sat out for two, so they're halfway through their suspension or their COVID protocol right now. Sammy, who has tested positive for COVID, may need to sit out for longer. Just starting fucking goalie. Okay, uh, that's Caps were fined 100k. That's stiff. That's a lot of money. Uh, oh, now it's a lot of money. Yeah, Polly, it's not five thousand dollars. It's literally twenty times that. Yeah, but that's to a large organization compared to an individual person. Polly, yeah, exactly. But it's now what now. Now it now ratios matter. Like, what are you talking about? As my dad would say, "Figures lie in liars' figure." 
Thanks, Pat. Pat Henry. Shout out, Pat Henry. Uh, 100K for any organization is a lot, dude. Yeah. Any 100K is a lot. Yeah. But so is five grand to an individual person. To you. Okay. To you. All right. So, uh, missing <laughs> those you. guys, uh, you know, it's opening up some spots in the lineup. Yes. Uh, Tom Wilson played very well on Friday. Yes. Uh, but then he left with a lower body injury in the third period, which caused him to miss today's game. So, yeah. Taxi squad, Pinho, uh, Siegenthaler, glad to see him back. Anderson and Sherry all in. Sleepy game, boring as fuck. Uh, goals by Backy, Dowd, and Verona. Clapper by Chara, cleaned up by Verona. That was Love a nice play. It. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's Chara's first point as a capital. Right. He ripped it. The puck bounces off goalie's pads, and then I think it kind of like hit the Buffalo defenseman and then just landed in Perfect. his lap. And Verona just tapped it home. It was, it was a nice play. It's good to see Chara get on the score sheet. I'm sure that is a bit of a weight off his shoulders. Right. This game goes to a shootout because, again, you know, it's kind of a back and forth. We score, they score. For three goals, we win 4-3. Off of jo- Nobody scores in the shootout except John Carlson, five-hole on uh, uh, Linus Olmark. So, good. You know, good to limp out of that. First game back, whatever. Now, today, Sunday, 3 p.m. versus the Sabres. McMichaels, NHL debut in TVR, Trevor Ariams Dykes, debut with the Caps. Full of piss and vinegar, first period. Incredible first period. Did yeah. really well. I thought we played with jam. We had speed. Everything was going great. A-plus effort. Second period rolls down. Absolute clusterfuck implosion. This becomes a trend, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you've been noticing this, but it's a trend now. The Caps are shit in the second period. I mean, there's no way that a Washington Capitals team can play 60 minutes a night for more than, like, seven games in an entire full season. So I'm giving them three games in the regular season for this shortened season. Infuriating. Absolutely infuriating. It became a revolving door into the penalty box. Uh, I'm... We ended up basically, yeah. It just McMichael. He looked okay. TVR looked okay. Um, second game in a row, Lavia started the checking line. Love that. Love that. You know your studs aren't there. Start out if at least getting the puck deep and, and throwing some bodies and setting the tone. I think exactly. the fourth line, our fourth line especially, is great at that. Um, and they are instantly they're instantly rewarded. Good screen in front. Put Schultz's point shot in. That's one G t- Gino for Schultz, my boy. Uh, after an incredible hit from Taylor Hall or on Taylor Hall from Hathaway. I mean, Dowd like stops him up, and then Hathaway just comes in and just cleans him I out. I think Hathaway he got Hall twice today, didn't he? Oh yeah, he was all over. Yeah, Panic too. Panic was throwing the throwing the body. Gotta love to see that. He's really taken a. Uh, Lavi's taking a liking to Panic. I think Panic's finishing ability is his puck play and, and, and his uh, his overall skills. Hockey player is really underrated, but he's also a huge person. So yeah. awesome to see that. Um, full of piss and vinegar, like I said in the first. Speed, physicality, love to see it. I mean, great, great. Almost sad to see how 
bad we were pummeling the Sabres. Second period, shit show. Two power play goals by Buffalo, three penalties by the Caps, you know, and then it's even. Um, third period, I don't think anybody scored. You know, Schultz had two points. Just keeping that out there for you, Hoppy, uh, if you're listening. And then fourth straight overtime, barn burner on overtime, trade and chances, goaltending duel. Uh, Backstrom had an insane chance. So did Schultz. Allmark was not fucking around. Um, I got the L, though. Uh, went to a shootout. And I think Eichel finally buried one. And that was it. Yeah, so I got, I guess I got three comments, two goods and a bad. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's not really bad. Uh, but in overtime or just any time in the game, Jack Eichel is a very scary person to have the puck. Yeah. Uh, he sends, City. He sends panic through me when I see him pick up the puck. Uh, and then my positives, I thought VTech played very well, which we already talked about earlier in the show with Richard. Um, and your boy Schultz, first game in the lineup, two points from the blue line. That's pretty good. He's not the first game. He's been playing all year. Oh, I thought I thought he was just activated today. No, TVR. T- oh, yeah, okay, but, okay. But Schultz has been in, but he hasn't yeah. been. He This is his first point. This is his first he, point, yeah. He started out with a G, a golden assist, and probably could have had like two more points if things would have gone his way. Yeah, okay, but so Schultz getting two points today, great game. Absolutely. Look, Cavs fans, not a time to panic, but definitely shitty second period trends here. I'm not panicking. We're undefeated in, in regulation. Uh, we're getting the, you know, we're three overtime losses could have been better, but we're getting points. Those ever, ever valuable points. And we lead the division right now. Uh, not by a huge margin, but by a couple points. So, uh, not a big thing. One also trend that we're seeing is we're getting owned on face-offs. I have noticed Polly, I don't know about you, that face-offs, we're getting kicked out of a dots a lot. And you know, if you get kicked out a second time, it's automatic penalty. Yeah. In the same or same for the same guy for the same face off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting to see that because he getting kicked out of circles. I think maybe we need to stop cheating so much, um, and our face off uh, success might go up. So it might just be something simple, but uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've been noticing looking at stats. It seems like after each game, there's only like even one guy sniffing fifty percent. Right, it's bad. So. Clean it up. Stuff to work on. We're back home for a long time now. I mean, we're Good. on like a nine-game uh, homestand. So four next more week in a row, huh? We got four more until we go away. Right. Nine uh, or next week we've got the on the twenty-sixth, seven p.m. The Islanders. Thursday, the twenty-eighth, seven p.m. The Islanders again, and then Saturday we've got Boston. So I'm saying we're three and zero. I'm saying we are one zero and two. All right, staying undefeated in regular in regulation. Yeah, we're gonna Love get it. four points. I'm saying six points. Fuck it, man. We got it. We got a we got a statement to say here. Um, but Caps fans, we've already blabbed at you for an hour. We got to cut this out, and I have to use the bathroom. So don't forget, folks. DraftKings code THPN.
do it. Thank us later. Yeah. Until next week, uh, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>